and salutations this is cages kids the ultimate cage cast where we discuss each of the national treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life we also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can get from his character that week but that wouldn't be prudent i'm george herbert walker bush but you can call me adrian <laughs> i'm linda castro but you can call me the cheese or ace <laughs> And I'm Lifetime Movie Network's Donnie. <laughs> uh, must be Beer 30 where you are. Uh, no, no. This would be an Almer Palmer iced tea, which I will be combining with some tea liqueur because it's oh, life. God damn it, my rum's in the other room. I feel so naked right now. Uh. Not without my drinking, starring Donnie Roberts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 viewers at home, you're going to need your drinking because this week's it's 1990s Firebirds. Yes, which felt like a Lifetime movie network starring Nick Cage. Although somehow shorter. In fact, this might be the shortest full length movie we've done. I think it's only 83 minutes. <clears throat> it felt like two hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I went through it a lot and you know, it's, it's, it's just like how for no reason at all, I watched the movie, uh, black rain, like 10 different times. Cause I keep my banging God. my head up against it being like, there's got to be something in there. There's no way this is all there is. <laughs> it's not possible. And this means something. <laughs> right. But no, there's gotta be. Something no, there's, there's, better. there's no prize at the bottom of the box of Cracker Jacks. Um, now Firebirds is a movie that uh, I've always actually thought fairly well of just be uh, well of, uh, because I mean, it's fucking goofy as shit. I mean, it, it's, it's Nicholas Cage and Tommy Lee Jones and, and Sean Young doing a helicopter pilot top gun where they win the war on drugs. They're just goofing. And uh, and uh, Nicholas Cage says stuff like, that was totally cool. And, I yeah. am the greatest! I am the greatest! I am the greatest! <laughs> it's like, son, you're gonna step here, totally here, cool. here, and not here. Marry that thing. <laughs> I give away the bride, that's right. What we have here, son, is two Oscar-winning actors doing the thing that won them Oscars before they won the Oscars in 1990. Tommy Lee Jones, pre-fugitive, got a lot of fugitive-style speeches. And Nicolas Cage doing the Nicolas Cage thing, as usual. Yeah. Although, admittedly, sort of having less to work with sometimes. Yeah, just like the soundtrack. There was a lot lacking So, uh, here's a weird thing about the fucking soundtrack, though. Uh, despite the fact that this is zero Kenny Loggins, which is unforgettable for any movie, uh, unforgivable, you know, for, for for any movie yeah, ever. There, there was no going into a zone. Every, 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 every soundtrack needs to have at least one Kenny Loggins. That's a bare minimum. Then you gotta have some Sammy Hagar. And you gotta have some Stevie Nicks, and from there, I don't know, cheap trick, you know, like you got, you gotta have that kind of shit, man, you know. But uh, yeah. Stan Bush, you know, like you got the touch. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got the power. now. What we do have actually has an odd connection to my personal life. Uh, oh, so this God. movie came out in May of 1990, and the only real Private soundtrack, uh, apart from the uh, apart from David Newman's lackluster score, where where he tries to sound like Harold Faltermeyer, um, there are two different songs from Phil Collins off of his 1989 album "But Seriously," which had come out in November. Um, this this album uh, actually, I I had it when I was a kid, um, oh, nice. uh, and and the first form I had it in is I had it on one side of a cassette. 
that 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 uh, like these this this mother from church like she's like oh you like Phil Collins and she gave me a cassette where the first side was was uh, the first side of But Seriously and the other side was the, was the first side of the fucking New Kids on the Block album from that year. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so I'm like this this little kid in fucking like first to second grade being like yeah find a way to my heart all right. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say that this movie related to you in real life because you also believe that strawberry gum is delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's nothing better than fucking chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, yes. It loses its yeah. flavor instantly. It makes your mouth feel weird, and then you gotta spit it out somewhere, like into an ashtray or the bottom of a theater seat. Yeah, gum. It's like, you know, like, you know, oh, 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 you watching your figure there? Yeah, yeah, pretty ballerina with your budding bosoms. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should get some candy like a man. Yeah. You ever think about that? Maybe just a little. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> fucking college boy <laughs> um, we um, should say that you can watch this movie for free on okay YouTube. yeah we, we didn't pay for this one this time and no. we're all glad that we didn't pay for it even though i own this Hell on vhs yeah. i wasn't about to finish it out we watched this in, in its entirety on youtube it's uncut it's all there uh this movie is directed by a guy named david green uh he is a british guy he is not david gordon green so get that thought right out of your head right now um, oh. so, uh, he's more of like a, like a, I think he's more of a studio exec guy than a director, even though he directed a lot of television stuff. But before this, he did a British movie, which I actually also have a connection to. Uh, it's a British movie called Buster, which stars Phil Collins, oh. which I bought on VHS because as you could tell when I was a kid, I had a little Phil Collins obsession. Did you used to hear a voice telling you, please take me home? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> Here she coming, call my name. Yeah, his career peaked in 1985, but I kept listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that that Buster also has uh, some Phil Collins on the soundtrack. Even though Phil Collins is like, no, don't don't put me on the soundtrack. I want to be considered as an actor mostly. You know. Yeah. Uh, so our, our writer, uh, one of the writers was a guy named Nick Thiel, uh, who wrote the experts with John Travolta, which is the movie that was like his return to movies, uh, in 1989 after, uh, perfect sort of submarine his career forever. He also wrote VI Warshawski and we all know how good oh. that is. <laughs> Oh, and boy. other, he mostly did television. Uh, Paul F. Edwards, the other writer, just did television. These guys are strictly TV writers, and we Who can should see have why been Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a better movie, right? You know, uh, Jim, Jim Cash and Jack Epps. You know, like their career kind of nosedived in the late '80s. They could have just got them like over again and be like, do another Top Gun. Come on now. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cinematography was a guy was by a guy named Tony Emmy, not to be confused with Tony Iommi. Uh, Tony Emmy shot the famously bad Wired, where Michael Chitlins plays John Belushi. I know his name's Chicklis, but I don't oh. call him that. Uh, also shot Enemy Mine and that Roger Moore uh, oil platform hostage thing, folks. I already mentioned David Newman, the composer who mostly did comedy scores. He did the score to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It kind of showed. Yeah. Um, you know, that wasn't the worst thing about the picture. 
Um, no, it was just like most '90s. It had kind of a whimsical, odd sound. You know, I, I, I kind of it, it, it almost might have been better if they'd waited until about '92 until the aesthetic cycled around again because like 1989 yeah. was strong yeah. and '92 was strong. In between, you sort of have a doldrums depending depending on who it is. Like if David Green had not been just like sort of a shill and like had been like somebody like a little bit more of, of a product, you know, creator like. Like yeah. Tony Scott say, you know, like they could have had something going on. Uh, so Sean Young, Sean Young is the love interest in this one. She is also a helicopter pilot. The little woman's yeah. given something to do. Uh, she's actually older than Cage. Uh, she was born in 59. Um, she, her big break, we all know, was Blade Runner. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're fucking Blade Runner, yeah. Uh, and But she was also in Stripes the year before, smaller parts. Uh, in David Lynch's Dune, she, she has a smaller part. Oh, yeah. Because she wasn't from Virginia Madsen or whoever else. Um, Sadly. Um, and she was originally cast as Vicki Vale in Tim Burton's 1989 Batman, which is the best Batman no movie ever. Yes, that was. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, was um, and so that movie originally contained a riding scene, a horseback riding scene. And during rehearsals for this scene, unfortunately, Shang Young fell from the horse and I think broke her collarbone. Damn. Or maybe it was her arm. She broke something. She, you know, uh, so she, she wound up not being able to complete the picture. That's when fucking Kim Basinger got cast. Um, well, she was a little pissed about being left out of that. Um, oh, yeah. And she really, really, really wanted to be in Batman Returns in 92. She really funny. wanted to be Catwoman. She, you know, because... Oh. As opposed to yeah. Skeletor, you know, who got cast there. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer. I call her Skeletor. You know. <laughs> um, well, uh, and and so she We're sorry, she, she kept trying to like call up uh fucking uh, uh Michael Keaton and Tim Burton. It's just like, Meow, I'm your Catwoman. Apparently, <laughs> she went on a you talk show too, to where she had. Right, <laughs> They're like, she, had a, she made her own Catwoman like mask thing, and she went on a talk show wearing it, like trying to lobby for the part. She's like, Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You know, even if I was cast, it'd be less embarrassing than Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, stop bathing yourself. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Keep uh, going. Poor Keep Sean going. Young. Um, but you know, she was uh, she was in a TV movie that Russell Mulcahy did with Michael Caine called Blue Ice that I thought was pretty good. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one. And that mm-hmm. one, uh, Michael Caine is kind of like an aging, like former secret agent guy, like you know, who, who gets embroiled in a plot with like somebody's like 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 senator's wife or some shit, and like you know, there's murder. And, yeah, you know. it's Russell Mulcahy. It's highly stylized. Maybe they should have got Mulcahy to make this movie. Then it would have you know been something. Um, um, I I um. I, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sort of in the Top Gun camp, you know, and I'm definitely in the Tony mm, Scott yeah. camp, uh, that like Top, Top Gun is a precious movie, uh, especially like if you look into like the way it was made and if you've given it multiple viewings, you realize that that movie is a brilliant achievement of editing. Cause, cause what yeah. they've got is they've got their high quality models. Like anytime a plane explodes, it's just a really great big plane model. And the, and that, and that, and that footage gets reused in all kinds of different shit. Um, and that soundtrack, and that's and that fucking soundtrack, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a for what, Larry Cohen, but um, so so for Top Gun, they've got footage of a bunch of different kinds of planes in the air, and 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 if you're actually like paying attention, like during a battle scene, like like the identity of Maverick Tom Cruise's plane there changes several times. 
There's like yeah. reverse shots. There's like all kinds of inserts, but it's all cut together so fast. And there's all that dialogue and all that, all that pulse pounding soundtrack that it all just works. You know, like yeah, you're, yeah. you're not looking for a gap to fall into because you're, you're caught up in it and there's a series of cuts and like, it's designed to be this montage, you know, everything's a montage with Tony Scott. Um, and so, like you know, it, it would it would never matter. It would never matter whether the technical deal, details were correct. Sometimes it's just random shots of a fucking Gatlin gun going off on a black background, which is incidentally the kind of guns those planes have. But you know, but but it all works, you know, because it, like, it's 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 a, it's of a piece, you know. It's it's brilliant editing. Uh, one of the criticisms uh, that that people uh, levied against Firebirds uh, was that the aerial combat scenes were quote confusing. Um, there's not much to them, so I don't know where they found room to get confused, really. Um, yeah. Um, apparently that's where most I of the thought, technical yeah. uh, work was spent on this film, though. They had a hundred different crew members just for the aerial combat shit. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Oof. No, I was going to say, I thought they would have been confused at how the cartel could afford their own personal air force as well. Yeah, so they got they got that Scorpion helicopter, which is like the fastest, deadliest helicopter in the world, apart, from, of course, from the Apache. Uh, and, and they've got, they got two jets that, so yes. yeah, this, this, that's, that's the funny thing about this movie. It's like, you know, top, top gun, you got a couple of different, uh, and, and it's a cold war thing, you know, it's 86 yeah, Reagan yeah. era. So you got a couple of different encounters with the Russians, you know, planes blow up, you know, but you know, the other side denies the incident. Yay. <laughs> it's cold yeah. war. This will never escalate to really be interesting. Yeah. Well, it just feels like this was part of that subgenre that just started popping up with Top Gun, where you also had Flight of the Intruder. Fuck yeah, Flight of, Flight of the Intruder. Flight of the Intruder. So, 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 I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that one. So, Fire, Firebirds, yeah. Firebirds is the movie where we win the war on drugs. Flight of the Intruder is the movie where we win Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although, in and, that, uh, although Flight of the Intruder, uh, like like this one, has helicopters. That one's also distinct in that it's not fighters; it's bombers. True. Yeah, making bombers heroic is quite a stretch, but it is by John Milius, and he is insane. So, and fighters we got in Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle, right? Which was which was like yeah. that was that was that was like the uh, deep impact to uh, to Top Gun's yes. Armageddon. So that one actually managed to get into theaters first, and despite the fact that it has three sequels, it's somehow less appreciated. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be well, like. We're uh, still kind of on the subject of Top Gun. This last weekend, you know, I kind of uh, nerded out and went to UFO Fest, Ooh. and uh, I got the chance to meet Commander David Fravor, who's known as uh, one of the witnesses for the Tic Tac UFO uh, video that came out uh, in 2017. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal in the ufology um, field. But uh, anyway, he's, he was an actual uh, graduate of Top Gun. And he said that with the movie Top Gun, there were, <laughs> there were only two things that were actually accurate. One being that there is such a thing as Top Gun and two, that they have planes. It so doesn't. About it. it doesn't fucking matter, though. <laughs> the plaque for the alternates He's is in the ladies' room. He was goose. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to bed or lose me forever. He did bring up a good point because you know that they're going to make the the sequel, the Top Gun, and are, they're working on it right now. And he said that usually they try to retire uh, pilots in their thirties 
So what is like Tom Cruise is like what in his fifties? Because the script says he has to be there. Like I don't know what the hell he's going to be doing. Well, I don't know what a UFOologist has to do anything with Hollywood, so he can just shut his damn mouth. You know what? I don't need fucking. I don't. I don't. I don't need accuracy because I get sweet freaking aerial combat scenes. I'm not leaving my wingman. <laughs> 10 anyway, minutes this thing's gonna be over two minutes we also have top gun to uh to blame for breaking up berlin so yeah you know take my take my breath away was their worst song i'm just gonna say yeah. it i'm gonna like how come you how come you never hear fucking no more words on the radio no more words was fucking oh my epic god yes God damn it! If we're gonna talk about music, can we talk about this one having the worst rendition of a really fun song? Which one? Which one was that? Hanging out with my friends. <laughs> I would have to say the one that Cage joined in and singing. It just sounded completely in, just unenthusiastic to the nth degree. Yeah, there's a. Hey, do we know what was what the fuck was going on with Cage at this point in 1989, 1990? That's what I'm kind of hoping Linda can. Yeah, give us, give us, give us a. Yeah, like, like, because he cages out sometimes, and other times, kind of like, I'm going to kill him now. I'm glad you asked, and there was a there was a good reason for that, and uh, he flat out said that he basically just did this for the money. Um, He needed to (laughs) pay off his castle, and he said, "Quote." I needed the money. I admit it. I was not being true to my instincts, but I felt like I wanted to do a role which was sh- a sh- uh, this straight American character. And I suppose straight. I wish I hadn't done it, but in the end, it was worth it. I've always made myself spend too much money to force my- myself to work. I think I'm afraid of being too comfortable, but what I buy are objects and um, they're to be respected and appreciated. <laughs> But they're not to be worshipped. But no matter how he just beautiful, wanted to wear panties on his head. Right? <laughs> you know, uh, real, no... real failure in the writing, not having the appropriate panty connection. That should have been the same pair of panties that Sean Young threw at him in the laundry room. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right? Then, you know, there's, well, this script there's has all the pieces. Scene. They're just not connected together. It's like, God damn it! Okay, so uh, <laughs> some some very some very well, ba- basic problems with writing, though. I'm just I, I, did, did we, have we mentioned Dale die yet? I don't think so, no. but uh, I, you were saying... Yeah, there was another uh, continuity issue where, like, she was she was wearing, I think, like, a, a black skirt and a white uh, white top or, like, a dress that was white on top and black on bottom. Mm. And then they go to celebrate his passing the, the what, what was it called, the bag or whatever? The bag, yeah. And then yeah. Um, they have a voiceover to explain why she's wearing something different. <laughs> she's like well why did you change because it's off. easier to get out of yeah <laughs> oh oh that's in that's why episode, that, i thought so i thought sorry. she was being like <laughs> dean martin and pulling a joke there you know like like why'd you change baby oh you know let's take off <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, okay but yeah i i noticed like well yeah why the fuck well, did she change uh, you know, i'm pretty sure they um, fucked up I mean, yeah, they probably did, but like continuity, right? I mean, like in Mark L. Lester's uh, um, uh, class of 1984, there's the scene uh, with with a uh, fucking um, uh, uh, was it uh, Van, Timothy Van Patten, where they got they got the hooker whose top keeps disappearing and reappearing. But you know, yeah. that's still class of 1984. It's still awesome. I mean, and also to quote Rocky, it's like him trying to correct the guy about the color of his boxing shorts and the posters with him and Apollo Creed. And he's like, does it matter? 
<laughs> it's kind of like well, no one's gonna it, care because they're gonna forget this. It, film. It's yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, but you know, like if 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 you if you did it right, nobody's gonna be looking at the shorts, and if you did it wrong, nobody's looking anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, there, uh, the re- there's a reason I bring up Dale Dye. Uh, he was an actor in this film. He also wrote the story for this film. Uh, he plays oh. the guy with the white mustache, A.K. McNeil, the guy who you're oh. like, hey, look, it's it's like Tom Skerritt, only not. Look, with no screen yeah. presence at all. <laughs> I was Amazing. thinking that the, the poor man they, Skerritt. They just have him in those fucking Golan Globus style scenes where he's talking to a screen. It's like the cartel's on the move. Da-da-da-da. We got to move out. Something, something, something. I guess there's a story in the background. Da-da-da. Um, <laughs> so uh, he he was a real military dude, obviously. Um you know, he was some kind of big deal, a decorated Marine in Vietnam. Um, and he's in the movie industry as a technical advisor and I guess is an actor tangential to that. So, like, he wrote the story that kicked all this off and then it went through some other story by guys. And then it went to those writers that I mentioned. The story by guys, by the way, who are uncredited are uncredited because they never fucking did anything else because they suck. <laughs> um so uh, yeah, as 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 precious as this movie is, there's they 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 could have they could have done a little bit more to to uh, to pull some of it together. Um, like I love Tommy Lee Jones, and I just love watching Tommy Lee Jones and hearing him talk there as Brad Little, their mentor. You know, who decides he wants to go on the mission too? Because like, why the hell not? <laughs> yeah. I want to go with you guys. Come on, it sounds like fun. You guys, bring me along. Yeah. <laughs> schnarf, schnarf. but nick cage is there for vengeance you can't go little you're old you're 40 oh no 40 oh no that's really old i can't believe it which is one of my favorite lines in this movie i'm your mother now Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> i wrote that one I, down i fucking love that yeah that was pretty great uh, and it's just like so random in there it's just like the way he delivers it oh uh, fu- like, yeah no did that just happened brian, brian kessner <laughs> as breaker not an actor <laughs> uh yeah touchstone saved a lot of money when they cast this movie <laughs> that's still what bothers me is this felt like it was a made for tv thing no not it's because no, it, no, and, no and it's it, that's another thing it's like we have three three name stars who have been in three theatrically released movies and then we have yeah. well okay to be fair for um for tommy lee jones wife we have uh mary ellen trainer who was gail wallens in die hard and who was the psychiatrist in uh, Stephanie Woods in Lethal Weapon? So yeah. she, she's 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 like a, a stock actress in the uh, Joel Silver stable there. But you also have like TV TV writers doing the screenplay as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. Right back to Birdie on this one. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, definitely Birdie feeling. But uh, Nick Cage uh, also said at the time, quote, they were trying to do a rehash of Top Gun and I couldn't fit that bill. I knew when the producers came into the trailer and said, we want you to smile more that I was miscast. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> brooding and intense. Thing. I don't smile. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, bye bye. Like, he did get to have his little cage fit, sort of like a mini fit when uh when she tells him that she's going to be going into uh, into the field. All alone <laughs> yeah. in the friend zone. <laughs> and yeah, she, she pretty much says like, well, you just have to deal with it, my friend. And he friend! goes, friend? 
That he just, the that was the greatest flirting scene ever, where he gets to say, "I got a great view of your tail." Yeah, I'm yeah, on top. Yeah. Judges like me. I always remember you put me on top. I thought you liked you gotta, it. When you got to take it in hand, Preston. I do have it in hand. Then you don't need me. You're yeah. jerking off. <laughs> I'm loaded and ready to fire. Oh god! You're right. My mom did not fly helicopters. Tell me more about what my mom didn't do. I'd tell you more about it, Jake, but you know what? The screenplay is kind of half-baked, so the scene's ending. She was, uh, by the way, uh, the, the way the way she was mic'd in that club scene there did not do her any favors. No. They should have done one of those no. things where everybody has to kind of shout over the music and, like, had their B music, yeah. you know? It yeah. almost looked a bit roadhouse-ish. Oh, man, take it outside. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage, nice. I'm dancing with the lady. I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> A polar bear <laughs> fell on me. <laughs> he could pull yeah, that dude, off. Dude, dude, if they made a movie that was Top Gun Roadhouse, I would be right the fuck there. <laughs> if they just made Roadhouse with Nick Cage in a bear suit the entire time. I feel time, like my entire job is to alienate one. our listeners, by the way. So I'm just going to put out there, by the way, everybody, if, it, if I haven't made it clear yet, fuck Dirty Dancing. I love Roadhouse. Yeah. And obviously, we need to do a Kickstarter to get the Roadhouse Top Gun movie out. Obviously, goddammit. <laughs> Top Bear Roadhouse. Starring Gary Busey. Uh, Anthony Edwards, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, hey, just Meg Ryan isn't DMs. doing anything lately. How could she refuse? True. <laughs> See, we got ideas, Hollywood. We got ideas. Oh God, I just had a brain fart or an aneurysm. Oh, you could do your uh, bear versus shark, but you could have Nick Cage's oh, bear versus whale mind put into the bear and Busey in the shark, and they just get to voice. Wait, 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 wait. We do it just like a talking cat! Exclamation point! As we get, we we just use stock footage of Cage. <laughs> then we get him to talk into like a mini voice recorder and do the voice of the thing for the whole time. It's like. All right, I'm in the bear now. Is this going to take very long? All right. Oh my god, you can totally interspace. Yeah, there is a pizza coming it's later. We really space. need to cut this short. I'm going to kill him now. Yes, just interspace him in a tiny little capsule inside a bear's body. Oh my god, I am dying to see Gary Busey and Nick Cage together. Uh, yes. That's what uh, we deserve. Unlike this movie. God. But Yo, Bear! The, the female lead. <laughs> no, sir, I missed the opportunity. Melissa McCarthy. There, done. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, okay, so, so, okay, so this movie, this yes. movie, like Top Gun, opens with text, mm -hmm. right? Except oh, in, this, yeah. in the case of this movie, it's a quote from fucking George Herbert Walker Bush, who was president at the time. <laughs> yeah. So like a little little jerk off hand motion right there. You can't see. Um, so uh, we, we get we get we get I think we get the entire opening credits. Then we get that. Then we then we get the South America bit with the helicopters, which is flashback because because Nicolas Cage is uh, Jake Preston. He's there in the Pentagon explaining why their uh, where their DEA support helicopter operation went to totally bonkers and wrong because that helicopter guy stole or like creamed them and like killed all his friends. So, oh, you mean Dan Haggard? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Grizzly Adams versus Top Gun. <laughs> um, so, so uh, watching that, I couldn't help but be reminded of another movie that had a text intro, then badass opening titles, then a battle scene, be namely uh, Hal Needham's 1982 masterpiece Megaforce. 
God. <laughs> Despite official denial, sources now confirm existence of Megaforce, a phantom army whose weapons are the most advanced science can devise. <laughs> okay, so they should they should have done it more in that fashion. Um, yeah, uh, the opening title should have run over badass helicopter action with stuff blowing up, possibly posterized like the Mayor Force opening titles. Yeah. And then they should have kicked in the dialogue about it going on later, like only partway through. And they should have done that like montage in over a series of fast cuts, so it's kind of confusing, like that one part in the Manchurian Candidate or something like that. You know, <laughs> only done in all of the sort of like uh, smoky bat lick back with uh you know uh uh, uh tony scott style close-ups you know it's like <laughs> when was the point you realized you did not have control of the situation well it was about that time sir that the scorpion helicopter appeared and they and I, and I feel like and, and, the, and the whole thing the whole movie is very agree and all the conflict that that we have in the actual movie yeah. is all kind of secondhand like i feel like you haven't been fair with me it's like i feel like i've been totally fair with you son it's just time for us to have another scene now yeah it really is um so i i feel i feel like that aspect could you know is something that could have done with a little bit of escalation like maybe it's like well all your friends died while you were in south america in that helicopter um it's your fault now it's like well, what do you mean my fault? I did everything I could. Patriots, huh? It's like, you're going to have to fly to prove you can. Dun, 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 dun. But I feel like Putting you in hand with Brad Little. And he's the toughest you hombre didn't, ever. You no. didn't have that cage intensity yeah, in this yeah, film. Yeah, like, like, it's more like... So his conflict is his eye dominance thing when he's in the bag. Because the because the, the, the Apache yeah. has this stupid shit where you got to look through this dumbass monocle thing. You know, and, and like look at some, some heads up display shit. You know, and be able to fly. And he's like the left eye, right eye inconsistent thing. So like they added this little made for TV quality. Uh, sort of a conflict there. And, which leads to them like, like him beating it and like one time driving the Jeep with the panties on his head. Yeah... Which, and I mean, and we learn and it's like just... like Tommy Lee Jones went through the exact same thing. It's like, why did I think of this before? Yeah. <laughs> it's apparently tradition. You have to wear panties on your head while driving at full speed in a Jeep around a base around expensive military equipment. Right. But I kind of agree. Zero degrees like, staring. With everything you said about this being something that Cage didn't really want to do, he just sold out for money. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with Linda. It's just he does seem like his heart wasn't in it. He's well, just if like, his heart had been in it, he would have he would have done like sort of like he did in other pictures where he would have like sort of like imposed yeah. his will upon it. You know, like like a little bit yeah. in like yeah. You know, had impressions of the character, character, you know, like, I mean, obviously it's, it's a movie done for money <laughs> and, and like touched on pictures. Like we want money too. Let's do a top guy. Yeah. I just would have loved it if he was trying to find his character with random pairs of panties on his head every day on set. Like, what are you, what are you, well, I'm getting, I'm getting inside. And it's the second Jake time Preston. that one of his characters are pointed out for having panties on their head. That's why, son, you got a panty on your head. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, he's not H.I. McDonough, he's Jake Preston and he impressed him. That's right. And of course there's the, the B story about him, uh, like trying to get back with uh with that, what's that, her that's name, right billy. sean young is an old flame who he's trying to rekindle billy it, lee. and yeah is a billy lee guthrie yeah um which is now, funny because yeah. that's her mom's maiden name this too, is this guthrie. is this is sort of like uh this is sort of like an early 90s uh growing pains uh kind of a thing here where there's an attempt to uh make a woman like more of a person 
So they give her the thing where yeah. she's a pilot too. You know, she got her wings, and like he's he's reluctant. It's almost like a seventies TV movie, by the way. Um, it is, but you know, just very this, horrible. This uh, this women's lip <laughs> well, thing is crap. It's gonna pass. You should have babies like my mom. But that's the thing, though, because like if you like upon the second viewing, I realized that there was more of a story there. They just like really failed in the execution because they were trying to say that. He was this arrogant asshole who was really selfish and just wanted her to have uh, have babies and yeah. uh, stay in the kitchen yeah. where she belongs. Right. And then, uh, but then, like you, like as the story progresses, he sees Tommy Lee Jones's character with his kids, and the mother's not there. It's just him, and he's taking care of them just fine. So it's just like showing that his um, his mentor is doing it just fucking fine. Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, there's, there's a, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of attempted uh, themes in there actually, you know, yeah. like, 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 you yeah. know, like, like, you know, babies must crawl before they can walk. He's giving a baby, baby, his bottle. The villain's name is yeah. stroller, you know, all kinds of stuff. But then they also have to like, he, he learns how to let her go off into the field and, and uh, take care of herself. And he learns to trust her with that. There's a bunch of crap yeah. in there. That's well, like, that could have been I mean, a good story. Yeah. It just feels like touchstone pictures tried making a Canon film and they ended yeah. up with an asylum picture. Yeah, definitely. They, uh, it's, it's really the Canon film aspect that result in the entertainment anyway. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, because well, yeah. that is that's a, that's a new approach to the Top Gun knockoff genre. It's like this time it's drugs, not commies. Yeah, <laughs> right. And and the problem with the those two characters was like they both struggled for dominance. And she was saying like, no, like the great thing about the military is I don't have to obey anybody's orders except for my my superiors. And guess what, bitch, you're not it, <laughs> you know, basically. And they keep struggling like he doesn't want her to, to drive. He wants to drive. And... You're my future wife. I want to keep you safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all about like a struggle for fucking dominance, and then I think he just kind of learns throughout the movie that Speaking like that it, they can have a compromise. But it's just so poorly executed that I mean, there, there's a story there. It's just uh. you mean it's not lifelike for a woman to be creeped out because you're trying to be macho and beating up a guy that you were dancing with, and then say let's be friends, then try to make out, and then they say hey you forgot your panties, and then just <laughs> smile and say you can keep them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like this is not how women act. <laughs> oh, but you passed the bag. Well, let's go, and I'm gonna put something on that's easy to take off, so we can fall. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that was that <laughs> yeah, was that, that, that was yeah, but that's about. you know that's all contrived, you know, because because when oh, he yeah. when he fails the bag the first time, it's like he has he has a moment to be vulnerable. She's like, oh look, you're kind of off your high horse. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that was also like uh, critiqued heavily too. Is the the total lack of chemistry between Sean Young and Nick Cage? Because oh, yeah. yeah. uh, they're both great actors, but like I don't know, I just was not. Geez, you mean you weren't me. into their smoke heavy? There, love there, scene? there are ways. <laughs> there are ways to handle Sean Young, and I feel like this is this is a venue in which he's inappropriate. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like uh, seeing like Teresa Russell or Lorraine Bracco uh, like cast in, in something that's like outside of their like little degree of things where they work, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, this yeah. is awful. You know, it's like halfway through medicine, man. You're like, I need me some medicine, man, on account of I'm going to puke. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh... 
just like she me. like ends up saying kind of nonchalantly like uh, that she needs him to save her ass. Like, come save my ass. <laughs> okay, so no, 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 oh, all, all the shit, all the shit at the end there. That's that's where that the shit wins me over, and it doesn't matter that the movie was like a completely flawed clusterfuck. Because at yeah. the end, you get the part where Sean Young goes up to Tommy Lee Jones in the helicopter, and he's instructing her about how to put together the rocket launcher. <laughs> and it's like yeah. you get the cigar box look at thing, you get the black you can't look at thing, you get the metal look at thing, and you're now primed. All right, shoot him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like all all the Tommy Lee Jones dialogue is retarded. It's all retarded John Wayne gung ho shit. That's kind of like jazzed you up know, by it being said by Tommy Lee Jones. Like you're gonna kill him, son. You're gonna kill him, dead or hell. I feel like the dialogue in general is just fucked. But I also feel that like Tommy Lee Jones is the only one who just truly fucking rocked it. Yeah, no, this, this is this is yeah. this is a, this is a great Tommy Lee Jones moment. This is this is where where he's sort of like coming out there, waving his flag, being like, "This is what Tommy Lee Jones does." Anybody interested? Yeah, you know, it's like this is where he found his Morgan Freeman. Yeah, you know, it's just, this is a. <laughs> Even even though uh, it was it it was a the Tommy Lee Jones road was a rocky road. Let me tell you. I mean, like fucking uh, that that uh, that House of Cards thing with Kathleen Turner. Oh, oh right. Oh my yeah. god, damn! Like it's like you know, mm. it's a rocky road. It's like something swam up your hard. dick watching that fucking movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I did but, like uh, the one line, oh, which uh, line? when yeah. they're celebrating the bag, and he uh, he tries to kiss her, and she says, "Patience." Anticipation, food. <laughs> it's like, yeah, especially I'm right there food. You, man. <laughs> especially food. Get some nachos. Yeah. I want me some nachos. That's We're gonna watch us on Australian rule football later. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Now what I'm gonna you want you to do? Taters? Give me that bag of cheese balls, but squirt the ketchup right inside there. That's right. Save a step. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want a taco in my mouth and a dick in my hand. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to start quoting me. We got to pick up Honey Boo Boy at daycare <laughs> later on now. Oh. You got to give me one of them double wires. Single wide ain't good enough for this here woman. <laughs> Actual army wise. It's watch. our anniversary. Super size. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you kill him? I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I am, am the, greatest. the greatest. I am the greatest. Oh, bye, bye. So you know that's the first part of this movie I ever saw. I saw I saw part of this on TV once, and I, I'd heard about this one from Ty. You know, who who also basically introduced me to Top Gun and Flight of the Intruder and Iron Eagle. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, this is some of the best, right? Yeah. Damn. I feel a need. The best of a the need best. for speed. <laughs> so I've had this in my head for like a week now. And like, I, I it must all these like different times in my life during this week, it's come up where I want to say, I am the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, later, later on, after Sean Young help, helps him pass the bag, he tells her that she's the greatest. Yeah, you're the greatest. See, uh, no, the, the, the torch has been passed. Uh, uh, no, she's a see, woman and she can fly and she can shoot down jet shoot down uh, jets with a rocket launcher, but she can't kill Stoller. That's Cage's job. That's man. Snort work that right sucker. 
You snort, snort that <laughs> sucker. Cage could take down. Dan it's like Hattie. okay, snort that sucker. You can only use that line if you cast Chuck Norris and Cynthia Rothrock. You failed. <laughs> A film by Joseph Cito. So many left, you'll bang. Manheim Golan and Yoram Globuses. Firebirds. <laughs> also starring Franco Nero. <laughs> And well, Michael Perret. Face off. Yeah, who could do this in a face off? Well, I'd say um, fucking Top Gun did it. Uh, you know, well, no, wait, but you know, come on now, come on. Top Top Gun is not the one and only. There, there, there are others. Mm-hmm. You know, um, fuck. Uh, let's let's not forget. Uh, oh, hell let's, yeah. let's not forget Sir Jason Gedrick, aka Doug Masters from Iron Eagle. <laughs> you got to be like an Iron Eagle. How about the poor man Steve Gutenberg, uh, Charles Flesher? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could have done Cage if he just did the Roger Rabbit voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay well, well no this was this was 1990 so uh think about it though like if yeah. this had, if this had been another studio like if this if this had gone to um what was it uh was it was it paramount who had him undercut no warner brothers if this had gone to warner brothers they could have had steven seagal I'm gonna see what, what's gonna happen it. here. My brother is it. Uh, I'm gonna kill him now. Uh, so it's gonna be, God damn it's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> and uh, Sean Young, uh, I'm just gonna need to show you this tantric massage right here. Yeah, it's, it's this uh, very ancient uh, technique. You know, the Dalai Lama actually showed me this. Oh, and your breasts, by the way, I really like them. Yes. <laughs> I could have seen Bob Hoskins in this too. <laughs> oh, Bob, Bob, Bob Hoskins, Mark, Bob, Bob Hoskins for, for Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. <laughs> yes. What you're gonna no, do is I you're gonna step here, here, but not here. You would have kept him. <laughs> I would have totally kept Tommy Lee Jones. I think that he did great. I, I but I would yeah. put in Christian Slater instead. Tommy, of Nick Tommy Cage. Lee Jones, who yeah, was Al Gore's save roommate him for Broken Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> he could do both. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, Oscar fuck nominated arrow. Fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Oh, come on. How was that a terrible movie? <laughs> by the way, there's this whole other plot about terrorism being funded by an Italian car manufacturer. I'm going to blow up this bomb with grenades. Uh, negative, sir. You will return your key. What's that? We're not even characters. I don't understand how you hold the gun on me in this scene. No, sir. I repeat, there is a plot. Honest. It's just way in the background. <laughs> oh, my life. Sir. I don't even know if my character has a name. You're trying to shoot me right now? I don't even understand. <laughs> you know, there's butterflies. Oh Maybe there's no radiation. Mm-hmm. We could take this in a whole other direction and cast Tony Danza. Fucking do it. But we should save him for the robot. You know, I I say we treat this movie as the straight-to-video sequel to itself and cast Treat Williams. Hell yeah. Hell, this could have been like Top Gun, an unofficial sequel for all you know. Yeah, Top Gun. Mm -hmm. It could have just been like the Troll (laughs) 2 of Troll and had nothing to do with Top Gun and Jets, but had to be completely to do with helicopters. Or as they they pronounced it at one point, helicopters. <laughs> yes, the a helicopter aeroplane. Boy, I'd like to get a, a ride in one bird. of those. That, that, that's right. No, this just submitted Whirly Birds the movie. <laughs> oh my god! If they had cast Robert Downey Jr. as this character oh. from Tropic Thunder, <laughs> and this, and so Tommy Lee Jones. you're all ripped up like Rambo too. 
I just would have been great. Well, I think these were his drug addled years, weren't they? I mean, yes, like, yes, it was. Just now, the beginning. Let, let's to let's the, be let's um, be real. Like most of his years were the drug addled years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, how how else do you explain that be. other uh, that other uh, Tommy Lee Jones opus, U.S. Marshals? Yeah, it's like I needed the money. It's like it's like you 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 trapped Tommy Lee Jones, Wesley Snipes, and Robert Downey Jr. in an elevator, forced them to make a movie. U.S. Marshals. <laughs> well, we all know why Wesley Snipes was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the tax bands are coming. Yeah. They won't I let me make Blade Four. Come at us, but that man knows a lot of kung fu. Yeah, he does. You don't fuck with and, Wesley. And he's free. <laughs> you know, well, he should have given in and done New Jack City too. Yeah, there's much more gonna, to explore there. And I was gonna say, with all the text in the beginning of this movie, having just recently rewatched uh, Penitentiary Two, I'm thanking every power in the universe that another movie has not had an opening monologue that long. <laughs> <laughs> that movie it's like there's like eight paragraphs of stuff they could not film that they had to give you in oh they, they gotta give you the backstory between penitentiaries one and two <laughs> yes exactly you know, like, no, no. what they should have done is they should have done the tv edit of david lynch's dune where you have where you have the crayon drawings and like <laughs> thousands of years ago yeah. the mentats human computers <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile darth vader on the ice planet hoth <laughs> Oh, <laughs> if Toto had scored this movie, it might have been fun. <laughs> so I guess we're at wisdom. I guess is there uh, wisdom. The, the, God, the wisdom hard. is is that contemplate the panties when they are thrown to you. Don't just be Tom Jones and assume they're there because you're sexy. Take in the panties yeah. and think maybe this means something. I will need it later. Take only what you mean. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> Friends can fondle friends' pants. <laughs> I have been friend zone and it is fine, for I can fly helicopters now. It sounded like he actually uh, was learning quite a bit at this time, because he said, quote, The 80s for me were really a learning process. I started off when I was 17, and I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't, but in a way I like that. I've had to learn publicly about film and it's a trial and error thing. The 90s are more exciting for me because I feel a bit more in touch with what it is I want to do. This from the same man who gleefully got to shout out my favorite line. Shoot them, blast them, nab them, grab them, shake them, bake them, cook them, clean them, twist them, kick them, all gone. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. You want some strawberry gum? <laughs> I no no I'll drop <laughs> cue music actually I I was able to to pick a little wisdom I guess uh, I guess oh, I, do, I'd say never be afraid to ask for help and healthy relationships are all about compromising as a team also uh, South Damn America parents. is a state of mind because it looks exactly like Arizona Oh yeah, definitely. yes, and I believe that maybe drug cartels have a really good medical plan as well as air. Force. You know, uh, yeah, drug drug yeah. cartels they they spend the money where it counts because they know you got to spend money to make money. However, they do put <laughs> yeah. all their eggs in one basket because they put all their riches into one meeting that is easily defeated by air force support for the DEA. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of trying to think. If you're trying to do uh, drug deals, I thought those were kind of, you know, you want to be under the radar. So having helicopters and a little private airstrip for fighter jets to go from as well may not be really that quiet. I, I think this uh, is uh, really cute have, from the uh, uh, from the Don't Say No era, too, when the, really the clandestine uh, drug dealer meetings for the South American drug wars were probably just held in the United States. <laughs> True. Could any leaders yes, of uh, drug cartels that are listening just, you know, slide into our DMs and let us know? We we have a Patreon. Yeah, yeah. I, we, 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 might. we would like know. a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pet a tiger. <laughs> uh, uh, Uncle Escobar, you're the greatest. <laughs> yeah, today's episode is brought to you by Three Keys of Cocaine. <laughs> Uh, uh, this what this movie led me, me to believe that drugs are bad, but it didn't actually show me anybody doing <laughs> drugs. So how do I know? Yeah, drugs are bad when you run out of them. <laughs> 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 Two hands and only one mouth. <laughs> I have an elderly mother. She's eighty years old, and she doesn't need glasses. She drinks it right out of the bottle. Yeah, who needs teeth anyway? <laughs> they just get in the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, this is the time I say, please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at Cage'sKiss.com, and you can write to us at Cage'sKiss at gmail.com. Donnie, you got any plugs? Uh, no pugs or plugs. Just you can find me at uh, Unreal Goals on Twitter or on the street. You know, slinging it for cheeseburgers. Ooh. That's about it for me. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still uh, Leo the Fox on uh, DeviantArt.com, and that does get updated. And lately, I have been uh, d- updating my YouTube under A. A. Smith, where I tell you which local bookstores you should be shopping at because you have no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's and, you know I, I have to say um, I talked to somebody this weekend who had the amazing idea for uh, for a face-off remake he thinks that they should remake the movie shot by shot but have the Olsen twins in it instead of Nick Cage oh, and God. John Travolta <laughs> I have to agree <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest ideas I've heard. No, 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 no. F- face <laughs> off too. This this time it's Nicolas Cage versus Judd Nelson. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Nick Cage already won. <laughs> we'll be seeing you next week with Industrial Symphony number one, The Dream of the Broken Hearted. That's the one we know you didn't ins- you and didn't see. Broken farted. Who have no bad party? <laughs> well, I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm going to take us all on a drive to an arcade. <laughs> Snort that, sucker. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. I'm a champion. I've done it. <laughs> I'm your mother now, Kelvin. <laughs> I could eat a page for hours. Please. Kiss me.